This show is brought to you by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. In this app is fantasy player cards with every single fantasy viable stat, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tools, who to draft tools, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and every stat and advanced stat you need, including stats you can only find at Brodo Fantasy that are proven winning stats, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup ranking. All this and more is available right now for free. All you have to do is go to anywhere you download apps and type in Fantasy Football by Brodo, and you just download it and become your own expert. Dominate your fantasy leagues with the only tool you need today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. If you are on your way to a championship right now, congratulations. But if you are one of the many, of the five-sixths of average leagues that are now eliminated, just know that me and Michael are with you on both. We feel your pain. We feel your excitement. And we are here. The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast is here with you. Michael is currently, as we are recording this episode, in a dogfight for a championship berth in the home league with my brother, uh, Jody. As you guys know, Michael, the curse of Michael having the best team in the league, <laughs> the bye, and then losing in the semis over and over and over again. It, it's it's on the line here, Michael. Tell the people what yep. what you have on the line here. I need Zach Moss and Cameron Dicker to score over twenty combined. We're through the first quarter. The offenses are sputtering. I need Cameron Dicker to start getting some field goals. Zach Moss is looking good. Five carries, twenty two yards. He just needs to get. I don't know why. Like the Colts are getting a chunk gain on first with Zach Moss, and then dropping Nick Foles back to pass. And this guy already has two interceptions. In the first quarter, like I don't know what they're doing, and the third dropped one from the Chargers. Everyone knows you beat the Chargers on the ground. Give the ball to Zach Moss, man. <laughs> uh, Michael, oh man, I have five for twenty-two is not a bad start, though. Not a bad start. No, that's solid. I just need to get to the end zone now. Uh, yeah, that that's your, that you're gonna need. So Michael is go. If you hear Michael go, oh ah ooh, <laughs> during this, uh, yeah, you'll know why. That's why. Yeah. Uh, Matt not with us today. Actually, I have to rephrase that because you guys always get mad at me. Matt not on the program today. How about that? Not, but in our hearts and in our souls, because, uh, yeah, you know, there's there's leagues, there's dynasty leagues. There's one thing about dynasty and and um, and redraft around this time. It's always it's still championship time, baby. The, the playoffs are all the same. The, the season's all the same for all these leagues. Uh, so even the dynasty perspective is in, is in the is championship bound um, for me personally. I had 11 teams this year. Um so I had 11 teams and that and three of those were dynasty teams and one of those was a super tournament team like uh Scott Fish so I shouldn't even really uh count that one although I did manage it but let's say 10 teams, three dynasty. I made one I'm one I'm in one redraft championship and one dynasty championship. But two of those dynasties like there there was no chance anyway. So I'm like one I'm like two out of seven or two out of two out of six if you're looking at it that way. 
which is not too bad. I'm, yeah, I, mean, I can you live with the, that. Uh, you beat the odds. Yeah, I could I could live with that. Although I'm I'm very disappointed that all my Yahoo teams all shit the bed. Um, I don't know who else feels this way, but it, it seems like the teams that were built uh, to win just kind of fell off. Uh, if you didn't make, if you were just very stagnant in your team and you didn't make waiver wire pickups in in the last few weeks, which in a lot of my teams I didn't have any more fabs, so that that happened to me. Uh, you you kind of got messed up, messed up. But my all of my teams in Yahoo, Michael, listen to this. 73.5, 102.2, 101.4, and 73.46 this week. Like, all of them shit the bed. What happened? These are yeah, teams that all had buys. <laughs> what the hell happened? Bye, 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 yeah, bye. what the hell happened, man? I feel like if, if you're one of those people that that happened to, too, just know that I'm feeling your pain, man. I'm feeling your pain. Uh, but in, the, in another league, Michael, shout out to you, bro. Michael, this guy, I was on the phone with him. And I was like, yo, bro, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to go with. Should I go with Greg D? Should I go with Taysom Hill? Although Greg D ended up having a really good game too. But I picked up Taysom Hill. And and then I was like, oh, I also got Paris Campbell here. I'm not really feeling Paris Campbell. Michael's like, yo, is Isaiah Hodgins on the on the waiver wire? And he was. And Isaiah Hodgins, we're going to talk about him a little later. So that, that team's going to a championship because uh, Michael Michael's uh, wisdom guided me. Got you, kid. I got you. Yeah, Michael. I'm. 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 Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm feeling like uh, if you're if you guys are listening right now, then that means you're you're going to a championship. But if you're not going to a championship, uh, and you're here, that is why you win championships, baby. Because you are a regular listener. And if you are a regular listener and you don't already have the Fantasy Football by Broto app, please get it now. And if you're a regular listener, if you're not already already a patron, uh, please sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Um, so just to be honest, the, the more patrons we get, uh, the more we could put into the product. Uh, the more time we could spend on it, the more um, research we could do, the more uh, the more upgrades we can give to the app, the more user-friendliness we can give to the app. All that stuff all depends on patreon.com and your support. So if you're already a patron, we really appreciate it. And if you want to join up, uh, you get a ton of extras, a ton of extras. Go check it out, patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Even an extra episode, oh yes, where Michael, uh, like I said, if you were just staying stagnant and not picking up people on the waiver wire, then your team was probably uh, in some trouble this week. And Michael's waiver wire episodes have been absolutely money so far this year. And if you were a patron and you've been listening to those and you've been making the pickups Michael has recommended, uh, then you're probably in a championship position like I was when I made the pickups that michael recommended uh so yeah um let's word up yeah 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 man uh so let's not no, no more further ado I, th- I feel like we've a dude enough today there's been a decent amount of a do we could get into the news now yeah man this is, it was just basically me telling the people what my fantasy situation is i feel like you yep. know that's the only way to be but you gotta look at the end of the day the reason why we're we're talking into these microphones is because we love fantasy football and we uh we love talking about it. We love analyzing it. We love playing it. And what's better than just talking about it and listening about it uh, while you're on your drive or uh, while you're in your bedroom and your child is sleeping two doors away and you've got to be uh, extra careful not to yell at the top of your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that being said, let's get into um, the first, the the only, the championship version the John, the Donny H. I thought it was a Johnny H. Oh, yeah. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. 
I would love to meet Donnie H in real life and just tell him, like, yo, you don't even know the impact you've had on my life, Don. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Don. Mr. Uh, Don Harrison, get all nervous. Speaking speaking of impact, one guy that's had a great impact on your fantasy team, Derek Henry, uh, he was listed as a did not practice in Monday's estimated practice report. There is something to be said, though, about the fact that if the Texans lose next week, it doesn't matter in the long run. They have to beat the Jaguars in Week 18 regardless. Titans, you mean. You said Texans. But, yeah. Excuse me. the tech. So there is something to be said about maybe Derrick Henry taking it a little easy and not maybe not touching the ball as much as you're used to Derrick Henry touching it next week. That has to make – it makes me a little nervous. What say you? Um, I mean, maybe it's Monday. It's an estimated DNP. Like, there's not really much you can say about it yet. Uh, obviously, we'll have a more of a more of a response on the Thursday pod. But at this point, I'd be, I'd, I mean, I'd be pretty shocked if Derrick Henry was listed out. It doesn't seem like it's anything like serious. Uh, head coach Mike McDaniel said that Tua Tagovailoa is in the concussion protocol. Man. Um, this guy's had his concussion issues this year and he had his issues playing last, last week. Uh, but you got to worry about the, the weapons in Miami if in, in, in championship week, if Tua can't go. Yeah, definitely. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is likely the, like he's a decent backup. He's not Skylar Thompson who we saw earlier in the year when Bridgewater got hurt too, but either way, and I'm not a, like Tua has been playing bad, but it's Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, right? Like it's it's hard not to trust those guys, but if you have a a backup, a backup, like I say, a backup quarterback never helps. I don't care what anyone says that they're like, oh, this guy stinks. I mean, unless it's the Jets sitting Zach Wilson for Mike White, then you know, <laughs> when the backup's better than the starter, it makes sense. But in this case, it's it's not ideal and certainly not what uh I mean a lot of people who have Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill might be making the championship. Um they both had solid games this week. So yeah, let's let's see, but definitely not something you want to see for an injury to your quarterback. Uh, Christian Watson, you saw him leave the game. Uh, Matt Lafleur said he is day to day with a hip injury. That's a big one uh, for anyone who's had Christian Watson. Uh, they know the type of impact that he's had on their fantasy season. So Christian Watson, you you're hoping that he can kind of shake this one off and, and get back because the the Packers need him after a big win and fantasy managers definitely need him. Uh, yeah, and it's a a little scary like re injury possibility as well next week, but hopefully he's able to uh to fight through it. Uh, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni won't rule out Jalen Hurts from playing Week Seventeen against the Saints. Uh, Gardner Minshew went and put up a bomb performance that we're going to be talking about. But interesting here because, I mean, if you're the Eagles, you kind of already got the one seed locked up. Uh, I I would I would a gamble a gander to say, I don't know what gamble a gander. I would I would <laughs> I would guess. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I would was. gamble a gander that Jalen Hurts does not play. If I had to bet, I would say he does not play next week. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a shootout with Dallas, so Devontae Smith had a monster game. Goddard had a nice return. A.J. Brown had a nice game. So it was a kind day for the pass catchers as well. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I prefer Jalen Hurts being at the at the QB position for those position players, but Gardner Minshew is, a, is decent enough for them to still retain value. 
Okay, so the this is the big news, I feel like, and just, uh, this is such a weird piece of news. So the first part is Nathaniel Hackett, head coach of the Broncos, fired. 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 They didn't even wait till week eight. They fired him after week 16. Two more games left of the season, they fire the guy. Um, as if it's his fault that Russell Wilson sucks. And... I mean, stop it. Nathaniel Hackett is also like. I mean, sure, 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 sure. Don't get me wrong. To be a, but he's definitely a scapegoat. I feel like for an, a, just an overall organizational failure, and I think what exemplifies the fact that this organization does not have their shit together is who's taking his place. Uh, Adam Schefter, Schefter reports that the Broncos named senior assistant coach Jerry Rosberg as their interim head coach. Now, you might be asking, who's Jerry Rosberg? That's a good question. Jerry Rosberg was hired by Nathaniel Hackett during the season. This guy did not even start the season on the on the team, and if and if you, he's like, and I think the time management dude who he hired after he completely botched time management. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, not even joking. Yes, time management was the issue. The yes, yes, yes. So. Very, it, it's just kind of like a, 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 a stab in the face, like, like a, not even a stab in the back, a stab in the face. Right so in the face. A little bit of about him, according to Roto World here. Everything's according to Roto World. Roseburg first joined the NFL when the Browns hired him as a special teams coordinator in 2001. He also spent time with the Falcons and Ravens, serving on the Ravens Super Bowl winning team during the 2012 season. For all his NFL experience, Roseburg has never served as a head coach, obviously. Um, you've never heard of him. And his first test will come next week against the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. That should be fun for him. Oh, boy. Um, He also was a linebacker at North Dakota State and graduating in 1978. He was born in 1955. Michael, that makes him, what, like 70 years old? Almost. What, 1955? Yeah. He'll be, uh, he should be 68. Yeah. Yeah. Six, 68 years old. Okay. Uh, all right, Broncos. <laughs> like, he has senior in his name for a reason. He's a senior citizen now. Yeah. And like, it's funny because Nathaniel Hackett is one of the youngest coaches in the league. So the youngest coach who just got like canned for not managing the time after having a disaster of a season got replaced by a 68 year old time ma- clock management specialist. Okay. Uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, oh yeah, yeah! What a disgusting game! I'll say this: I've been Zach Wilson. I've been a Zach Wilson like fan. I think I've I've said, listen, he has not played great, but he's showing flashes, and I could see, bro, that was the worst game I've ever seen a quarterback play on atrocious. Thursday. Purely atrocious. I I've Just straight up abysmal. Abysmal. Like I've never seen throws missed so easily. I've never seen. And I saw it. Someone so too. uncomfortable. I was at the game. Yeah. To see him missing those throws live, like you should have seen. Like at one point, me and the guy sitting in front of me both just looked at each other, completely lost. Like, yo, what just happened? When he missed Corey Davis across the middle, that one was wide open. Egregious. We just we just looked like we just locked eyes. Me and this guy who never met each other, and just like (laughs) the shock in each other's eyes, like (laughs) it was nuts. Oh, the worst game I've ever seen someone play. Uh, and, and the coaching staff seems to have completely lost faith in him. Um, head coach Robert Sala told reporters that Zach Wilson will be inactive for Week 17 against Seattle. That means it's Mike, yeah, I mean, Mike White. Sense. Mike White got cleared to play today. 
Yeah, um, the return of Mike White, baby. Why does that make sense? Why does it make sense that Zach Wilson would be inactive? I mean, at this point, what he's they sat him for Chris Strebler, man, a backup CFL quarterback. <laughs> like Joe Flacco makes more sense as the backup. I mean, when you put it that way, okay. Yeah. Oh yep. man, what yep, yep. what a what a disappointing result for Zach Wilson, who, man. I, I spent so much time watching film on him. It's ridiculous. I'm, I, I regret it. Uh, Hunter Henry, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that Hunter Henry is day-to-day with a knee injury. Um, not really a fantasy asset anyway. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh said, We'll have to see when asked whether or not Lamar Jackson will practice this week. Uh, so not looking like Lamar Jackson is going to come back and help you uh, in your... In your... Um, Championship game, although would you even want to play him coming off an injury against the Steelers in your championship game? That I think that's up in the air depending on who your other options are. But it looks like Lamar Jackson's fantasy season is, is done. Uh, Pete Carroll said the team will see where he is when questioned about uh, Tyler Lockett's availability. Uh, that team struggled without Tyler Lockett. Marquise Goodwin put up the fat circular donut. Um, or as my child would say, oh. That's what he did. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's what that's the Marquis Goodwin line zero. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, they're going to. He did leave him. the game with an injury though, too. So, see, Broncos also, by the way, said that their GM George Patton will remain with the team heading into 2023. So, the Broncos, it looks like if they're keeping the GM and they fired the head coach, it looks like the consensus around the 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 ownership group and the the inside of the Broncos situation is denial that Russell Wilson is suck is the suck like he is the suck it's deny it's denial though they're they're blaming it on Nathaniel Hackett and they're I guess they have no other choice when you give up three first round picks and they're the, both the suck I would say I mean yeah sure but the, the equal by, variety of suckitude but if they if the if the Broncos were t- treating that as an equal variety of suckitude, then the GM would be gone too. But the GM's staying. So it seems like they're choosing, okay, we're going to keep on going Russell Wilson. There's only so a limit Hackett's to the – is, listen, there's only a limit to how much of the suckitude you could rid yourself of at a time in the NFL. You can't <laughs> fire the head coach, the quarterback, and GM all at the same time because that just shows so much suckitude that it reaches a level of ineptitude, and nobody wants to look inept. I mean, you know what I mean? If there is there another word to describe the Broncos in twenty twenty two than inept? Suck it to <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, like you said, Mike White starting, like I said, Mike White starting week seventeen against the Seattle Se- Seahawks. As soon as that was said, Michael put in the group chat that I have with the brothers, Yeah, Mike White, we're going to the playoffs, baby. <laughs> with all yeah. exclamation points. <laughs> um, Damn, I don't know. This is kinda Tua. We, you discussed Tua. Uh, yes. There's a there's even a chance he misses the Jets game in Week 18. Oh man! I mean, as Jets fans, that would be something. I mean, I'm <laughs> gonna tell you what though. Like, I kind of I kind of want Tua. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like. Nah, I'd rather play against Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm not like scared of Tua. No, but I, I, if we're gonna go to the playoffs, bro, like I don't want to get there half acidly. Like I'll take it, but I want to get there. I want to beat Tua. I mean, if we if the Jets make it to the playoffs because of Quarterback suckitude, it works for me. Uh, <laughs> Lane Johnson, who is the 
the uh, very, very good all-pro right tackle for the Eagles, is not expected to play again in the regular season. Obviously a big loss for the Eagles, although they have a very good unit on the offensive yeah. line, so I wouldn't be too worried. Um, Leonard Fournette tweeted on Monday that he's playing through a Liz Frank injury. Um, he said, I hate when people be on here just talking, saying I'm out of shape, etc. Do y'all understand I'm playing with a Liz Frank in my foot every week? I can barely push off my foot, but... Through the grace of God, I'm going to keep proving y'all wrong. Bucks win. I'll tell you what: if he has a Liz Frank injury, they they're not like they're not not giving him the ball. He touched the ball 29 times last game. Yeah, shout out to Liz Frank. Why? You know Liz what I mean? Nah, she's she's a she's a that's true. She's no, a, succu- yeah, I mean, she's he, a succubus. He Liz, obviously Liz hasn't been he hasn't been as good this year as last year. If he's playing through the injury, shout out to him. Um, I always find it a little lame when when players do stuff like that though. Like, maybe after the season, be like, you know, yeah, this is what happened. But, like, I mean, a lot of players are playing through injuries and such. Yeah, I mean, you know? I guess he just got tired of it. I will say yeah. this. I mean, like I don't blame him. A lot of people are like, look at this fat fuck. <laughs> yeah. As if he's not an NFL running back while yeah, sitting on our couch, like, eating chips and drinking beer, watching them play. Like, That's relax, a- guy. I mean, I think both of us are also guilty of that. At a, at a certain point, we, I know for me, I was like, "Damn, though, yo, Leonard Fournette looked like he got fat." Well, he, I mean, he, maybe he did. Just because he has a Liz Frank injury doesn't like excuse the fact that he got a little heavy in the in the midsection. Those those things don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, if he's working, he's working. Keep uh, working. I mean, I'm just saying, like, hey, Leonard Fournette, do your thing. No disrespect. Uh, I got I got a, a a lot in the midsection myself, so I'm who I'm not <laughs> one to talk. Uh, Taylor Haneke, per Mike Florio, uh, the Commanders will decide on Week 17 uh, a starter by Wednesday the latest. Uh, Haneke was benched for Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, Haneke didn't play the worst game, and he let Ron Rivera know. Like, it looked like he was he was not happy with Ron Rivera on the sidelines uh, when he was benched for Carson Wentz in this game. I mean, he wasn't doing a terrible job. Against the San Francisco 49ers. I did think it was kind of an odd spot to bench him of all the times. Like, he was having one of his better games, I thought. Yeah, man. Like, what? going toe-to-toe against the 49ers, and then he gets benched. And I was a little I was a little surprised. I mean, I know that Brock Purdy is the quarterback for the 49ers right now, man. But, dude, if Jimmy G was still healthy, and he's going to come back, it seems. I think the 49ers are Super Bowl favorites, bro. I, just, I, I think this team is just overall the best team in the NFL. When I look at them, I see the best team in the NFL. And they have There's a, no way I'm I'm banking on a team of Brock Purdy at quarterback, but no. they are a very good team. I mean around the quarterback, they they're so good around the quarterback that doesn't like well, quarterback almost doesn't even matter. You can have the last pick in the draft. The literally the last pick of the rookie draft at quarterback and be on a three game winning streak. It's just like that team is nuts. All right. With that being said, that's the end of the news section, Michael. Are you ready to yeah. move on? Let's do it. All right. So the first section, uh, saw that coming, is stuff that we saw coming in the preview episode. And I just want to give you guys a, a update because last week we did have two episodes. We're only going to have one episode this week. Um, so, yeah, a little bit different uh, in, in terms of that. So it's back to the regular formatting. So only Thursday. So the stuff that we got right on the Wednesday and Thursday episode, but for this week, just Thursday. Programming note. Oh. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a computer lag there, Michael. I know you can't hear it, 
but you know, just these things happen. Uh, <laughs> Mike, uh, who's your first saw that coming? Yeah, my first we saw that coming is the guy I told you to start and someone I I spoke about um, on the pod. I said I like him as a sleeper this week, and even on crunch time, I said Isaiah Hodgins is someone I'd I'd consider if you're in a tough spot. He ended up balling out. He's a he's a top twelve wide receiver this week. Eleven targets, eight receptions, eighty nine yards, and a touchdown. That is now three straight games with double digit fantasy points. Um, excuse me, three of the last four games with double digit fantasy points. He did not. He was not a double-digit fantasy score against Washington. More of a difficult matchup this coming week against Indy in championship round. Like, I wouldn't want to bank on Isaiah Hodgins, but he was someone I liked this week against the Minnesota secondary. And uh, if you started Isaiah Hodgins, it paid off. I mean, it was by far his uh, his best game of the season and of his career. I play in a league where for, you also get a point for first downs. He had four receiving first downs, too. 23.7 points in that league, bro. 23.7. And... Thank you, because I would have had Paris Campbell's 1.7 points in my lineup right now. Uh, had Michael I do what not, I can. Uh, given me that blessing, that blessing. I was like, yo, duh, why, why didn't I think of this? Uh, but, yeah, good call, Michael. Good call. Bless me with that, too. Uh, my first saw that coming was Devin Singletary. Uh, Michael's gonna be, Michael's gonna piggyback off this in a second. Uh, but we mentioned the weather in that game. It did not stop. Uh, Josh Allen in any sense from from also having a big game but it was just a a, a run centric game uh, for the the Bills and you saw a lot of performances on the ground Josh Allen did a lot of his damage on the ground and Devin Singletary joined someone else who did uh, a lot of damage on the ground that Michael's about to be talking about but I'll talk about Devin Singletary first 12 rushes 106 yards, a rushing touchdown, two catches in 19 yards, put up only almost 20 fantasy points in half PPR formats. Uh, if you had Devin Singletary, he, like I said on the pod, he hasn't really been in the fantasy conversation the last few weeks. He's been either mediocre or flat out bad uh, the last few weeks just because of terrible matchups and not good game scripts. But this matchup against Chicago and the game script, it all added up for Devin Singletary. He, he had you a big game. Uh, do you know who else had a big game? My second, we saw that coming of James Cook. James Cook is someone I discussed on the podcast saying, you know, I, I like him a lot in this position in a blowout type of game here against Chicago. He could get a lot of a lot of work and have a nice day um, on on crunch time. Someone gave me a list of like eight players, including like some decent options. And my my choice was for James Cook and a couple of patrons actually started James Cook as well um, among middling options because I like his upside this week and. 11 for 99 on the ground with a rushing touchdown, and he also caught a pass for 90 yards. A solid 17.3 half PPR fantasy points. His best season of his uh, his best game of his rookie season as well. So James Cook and Isaiah Hodgins were two of my favorite sleepers this week, and they both had career best games. Ooh, that's what you call the magic touch right there. Um, I'm going to continue my Sam Darnold propaganda. My 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 uh, saw that coming is DJ Moore. Uh, mentioned that he was a good start. Didn't really like him. I, I said more of a low-end wide receiver two, wide receiver three play, but he played much better than that. He had seven targets, five receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And the guy throwing in the touchdown was Sam Darnold, who had a great game um, by fantasy standards. I think he finished as like the QB5 or QB6 on the season. I mean, on the, uh, on the week. And by real-life standards, 250 yards, a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, six rushes for 19 yards, uh, super efficient against Detroit. Michael, I have a hot take. You ready for this? Shoot. The Jets bring back Sam Darnold next year. 
There's literally a zero percent chance that happens. The Jets bring back Sam Darnold next year. You piss me off, Tim. Like, yo, we had to go. We had to go do something else. Like, it's okay. It's like it's like when you get back with your girl after you break up with her. It's like, yo, I just had to explore the new youngness like a little while, and then I, now I'm back to you, baby. Come, come back, come back. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, with that being said, let's get into the stuff that we didn't see coming. Uh, the stuff that we did not. Uh, predict the surprise 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 motherfucker all right michael what's your first surprise surprise yeah my first surprise surprise is mr cameron acres dude cam acres came out and was like you know what if you waited on me for 16 weeks (laughs) now i'm gonna reward you because this guy put up 23 rushes, 118 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and two receptions for 29 yards, you know, just for shits and giggles on top of that as well. A monster game, 33.7 half PPR fantasy points, a league-winning type week. Um, The Rams' offense looks better since Baker Mayfield took over, but I don't think anyone expected them to put up 51 points against the Denver Broncos. That is just absurd to see 51 points from the Los Angeles Rams with Cam Akers and Baker Mayfield leading the way and no Cooper Cup and all that, like, pretty shocking. And, uh, yeah, Cam, Cam Akers breaking the the semifinals slate was certainly a surprise. Yeah, I, I was not expecting – that game I wasn't exactly uh, up on. Uh, and then I turned on the television and I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Um, another game where I was like, what in the hell is going on here was the Panthers lions. I just talked about that. Let's stay in that game. The, how about that Panthers running game, Michael? Um, crazy. Even Raheem Blackshear got in on the action with a touchdown, but he didn't even hold a candle to Deontay Foreman's 21 carries for 165 yards and a touchdown on the ground, and Chuba Hubbard's 12 carries for 125 yards. That's a 10.4 yards per carry average on the ground. They did whatever they wanted against a Lions defense that I mentioned in the... In the Thursday pod, that that this Lions defense has been absolutely incredible for the last few weeks. They have had no running back reach over 54 yards in the last three weeks. That includes Dalvin Cook for 23 yards. And all of a sudden, Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman both go absolutely ape. So if you started them, if you kept them in your lineups and, and had faith in them, uh, they they paid off for you big time. Uh, it's going to be interesting. To, yeah, interesting to see. That was pretty shocking to me to see that type of performance out of both those backs. Uh, yeah, especially against that defense. Uh, Michael, who's your second? Uh, so that didn't see that coming. My second surprise, surprise. There you go. That, I said didn't see sticking, that coming. Yeah. <laughs> sticking with the Detroit theme here, Shane Zilstra. Oh man, what five that? catches on six targets, twenty six yards, and wait for it. Three touchdowns. The what? hat trick. Shane Zilstra, Shane Zilstra had t- has ten receptions on the entire year for fifty three yards. Five receptions this past game for twenty six yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, you're not chasing that in week seventeen, the championship round. But hot damn, I don't know where that came from from Shane Zilstra, but a three touchdown game is uh, certainly worth at least a mention in the surprise surprise. Shane, Shane, Shane. 
Shane Zilstra had the hat He's trick. The brother. He's the brother and, of Brandon Zilstra. And he... Oh, yeah, that's right. They And they both play on the same team. And not for nothing, they... That sounds like the name of a guy who is a hockey player who actually gets a hat trick. So the hat trick for the guy who sounds like a hockey player. Um, speaking of a guy who sounds like a hockey player, a guy who looks like a hockey player, Gardner Minshew. Yo, we I mean, we mentioned that maybe he was a streamable option, but 25 fantasy points from Gardner Minshew, 355 passing yards, two touchdowns, also two interceptions. But he also added a rushing touchdown. He lost a fumble. But, woof, Gardner Minshew. How about that? I mean, I like I like Minshew a lot more as a streamer than you did. I think like I was happily streaming him in most places. Yeah, but I mean, but yes, you're streaming him, I, but yeah, you're streaming him expecting is, is 16, 17 points, twenty five. That's a I I played I got Minshewed in my work league. My work league, I was the number one seed. I'm about to lose because of Minshew. So I'm not happy with this, but I'm mentioning him, all right? Because surprise, surprise, this guy, people forget, man. Gardner Minshew was a uh, a fantasy viable player when he was a starter in Jacksonville. Like he wasn't, yeah. it wasn't out of the question to start Baker, uh, to start him every once in a while. Yeah, I mean he's a he's he's a solid backup in today's NFL. <laughs> all right, Michael. Um, with that being said, how's how's your matchup going, Michael? Like, what's what's the what's the update? Anything anything going on? I mean, I'm hoping the Chargers could kick a field goal here to close out the half. They're, both these teams are taking forever on their drives, which I absolutely hate because it's just a killer for fantasy points when that happens. I'll tell you what, that Chargers team, I, if if they they need a they need a young quarterback guru to take I, over. They just Keenan Allen just scored a 50 yard touchdown on a uh, on a. Oh no, he's oh yeah, he did. He scored on a. They did a flea flicker. But he threw it back to Keenan uh, to Austin Eckler on a toss, and then Eckler threw it all the way back. It was fun. Oh, but it looks like he stepped out of bounds. So hopefully a Cameron Dicker field goal. But yes, proceed. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to uh, the stock up. That's our next segment. Let's do it. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John... Our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. It's a interesting stock up segment at this time of year because you only have one more week to go. So, I mean, stock up basically means guy that you sh- you could play next se- next next week. That's basically what it means. And my first stock up is Devontae Smith. Uh, Devontae Smith obviously had a good rapport with Gardner Minshew. 12 targets, 8 receptions, 113 yards, and 2 receiving touchdowns. Uh, Even though Dallas Goddard was back and even though uh, Gardner Minshew was playing, Devontae Smith still uh, did this. This continues the absolute torrid pace that Devontae Smith has been on. at least 15 fantasy points in each of his last four games. And he gets the New Orleans Saints next week who have an okay secondary but are not a, a negative matchup in any sense of the word. I think he can continue to be playing like this. He's peaking at the exact right time. If you were patient with Devontae Smith while he was scoring five fantasy points and he didn't kill your team, he's he's rewarding you now. So Devontae Smith, stock up for me. He balled out against the Cowboys, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, man, he's he's a great player. Him, <laughs> he him, is a baller. Him, Jalen Waddle, like, did you see that? Obviously, you watched that Jalen Waddle turn up 
Michael, yeah. Michael, tell a story about that. Uh, it's a funny story about that Jalen Waddle. Uh, yeah, it was obviously on Christmas. I got my uh, my girlfriend's dad. I made a twenty dollar parlay to try to win one hundred forty thousand, and I gave it to him as a Christmas gift. Yeah, he's into sports betting as well, so we got a, a kick out of it. And it included three same game parlays of all the Christmas games, and one of them was the Jalen Waddle under. And we were all excited for the game to start. Like he was checking the slip he was all excited and then five minutes in jalen waddle takes 85 yards to the house and we're like well that was fun <laughs> that and was fun still... well it lasted for seven minutes um yeah. and jalen waddle didn't really do you know i ended up hitting more. i ended up hitting my props for the tampa bay game at the end so that would have been a huge sweat imagine i got through the first two games then it got to the tampa bay game and all those ended up hitting that would have been like something spectacular but instead i was done within five minutes <laughs> uh my parlay for the weekend got na- nailed in the just absolutely upended by the rams thinking that they were good the rams all of a sudden acting like they're a good team what, what what's up with that rams that that came out of nowhere what's up with that uh michael who's your first stock up uh, sure. My first stock up is a rookie wide receiver on the rise, and that's Jahan Dotson against San Fran, one of the toughest teams to perform against. Nine targets, six receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. That's coming off of a four-catch, 105-yard touchdown performance the week before, and then the bye week prior. And the the play, the game the week prior to the bye week, five catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Three straight very solid fantasy weeks. He gets Cleveland in week 17, and at this point, Jahan Dotson looks like he's a a very solid wide receiver three play heading into um, week 17 here and the championship matchup. That was concise, right to the point, and I love that. Concise. Um, my second stock up is Greg Dortch. That's right, Greg Dortch, because Chase McSworley played his first full game, and he's not a very McSorley. good... McSorley. I don't know why I decided you were going to add a W in there. McSorley's is the... The oldest Stop bar it. in New York Stop City. Stop it. McSworley's is the oldest that's, bar in New York City. But it's not the name of the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. No, it's not. But I'm just saying that's why I probably got it confused. Damn, Michael, you got you yelling at me and everything. Stop over there? it. What's wrong with you? Stop <laughs> it, punk. Michael's in New Jersey right now enjoying a uh, the the beach home of a friend. And uh, it's it's super cold, but still enjoying the beach home of a friend. And he, he, could, he should be very peaceful. But instead, he's over here yelling at me. What's up? I mean, What's I got, up with you? I got Zach Moss and Cameron Dicker over here. I'm like, I'm trying not to like go crazy, you know? <laughs> uh, and I got this podcast. Come on now. Greg Dorch, by the way, 11 targets, 10 receptions, 98 yards, three rush attempts, 25 yards. He was a big part of the game plan. They got him involved, and, and McSorley found him. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Wild, too. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is one catch for four yards on 10 targets. On 10 He's the reason... One of the main reasons why I still have a shot in our home league because DeAndre Hopkins scoring 0.9 half PPR fantasy points was was a tremendous thing to watch from my end. I'm sorry if you had him and you needed like one point. Yeah, I mean, McSorley is, I mean, is basically Greg Dorch is the guy you throw the ball to at the line of scrimmage, and that's what's happening. So, like, I it, mean, even his downfield passes, the only one he ever connected with was Greg Dorch. It was yeah. so strange to watch how every single player was having a trash game. And you got Greg Dortch like, don't worry, y'all, I got you. <laughs> and, I mean, he's 2% rostered in Yahoo leagues. So, look, if you're in a PPR league, you could do worse than a guy who just got 11 targets if McSorley starts again next week. 
Uh, hey, we got ourselves a, to close out the half, a nice three points if Cameron Dicker makes this field goal. All right, let's so. boom, boom, boom. All right. Boom, boom. If boom, he makes boom. the field goal, Tim, I'm going to need uh, 12 points in the second half out of Moss and Dicker. Boom, boom, boom. You hear Michael's? This is Michael's heart right now. If it did, I'd probably need to go to the hospital to fix that heartbeat. I'm gonna say this: Michael acts like he's like this mature guy now that doesn't let this the fantasy affect him. Like he, like yesterday, he 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 uh he was like, "Hey, everyone, Merry Christmas!" Looks like I'm out again. Time to drink, Michael. I know, I know it bothers you. You can't put this face that you're putting on for everyone else doesn't fool me. I mean, honestly, though, it doesn't really bother me that much. You're lying. It's it's like it's a, you know how I am with like when I get angry and or mad at someone. It's a it lasts about two and a half minutes, and I'm like, whatever, we're cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not the I best. Mean... It's not the best trait, I don't think. But... <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you're up next. Uh, yeah, my second stock up, right? That's what we're doing here. Yeah, my second stock up is man. If you were able to make it this far with this player and like through the ups and downs, goodness gracious. I can't think of a player who's been more valuable to a fantasy team over the last two weeks as Cameron Dicker makes a field goal. Let's go George Kittle mm. in week 15. I got if you made it to the semifinals matchup. If you had George Kittle, you likely didn't get a buy, but maybe you were able to squeeze into the playoffs. Uh, and then in the semifinals, can I say, can I just say something? Catches. Michael, really, really go ahead. Go ahead. I, Two teams where I was a favorite. I was uh, when an underdog beat me because of George Kittle. Yeah, I was a one seed. I got a buy in a different league, and I got George Kittle from the sixth seed, who was able to squeeze in with Kittle on his team. Yeah. Um, six catches, a hundred. Well, in the semifinals matchup, went four for ninety-three and two touchdowns. And then this past week, six catches, one hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns. Without Debo Samuel on the field, it's a different sort of um, offense. George Kittle gets more involved in the passing game. It's looking like Debo's going to be out again in Week 17, and the 49ers get um, the Las Vegas Raiders, which is just a, a great matchup as well. So George Kittle stock up here. He's looking like a like he's trying to be that elite tight end to to you know to close out the season for you. I would say the Robert Ory Player of the Year front runner so far, and also like yo. I had I had Travis Kelsey on that on one of the teams where I got Kel, on uh, I got kittled and Travis Kelsey's supposed to be the the main difference maker at the tight end position and I got outscored by like thirteen points at the tight end position with Travis Kelsey that's a major 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 swing um, yeah that is not good yeah it's a major swing if you have Kittle and that's another reason why Kittle's been so good and it's another reason why, why this guy's been so good Evan Ingram did it again seven targets. 113 yards this guy's been on an absolute tear um since week 13 five catches for 30 yards and a touchdown at detroit week 13 week 14 his huge game 11 catches 162 yards two receiving touchdowns week 15 eight catches for 62 on 10 targets week week 16 Eight targets, seven receptions, 113 yards. He has not gotten under seven targets in any of these games, and he gets Houston next week. Dude, Evan Ingram is a must-start player right now. And it, and it, if Falling. You, and if Falling you hard. streamed Evan Ingram, congratulations. For me, I oh man, I streamed Evan Ingram the week before. He, did, he went 33 uh, for the 33 point, and I dropped him the next week, thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I picked up Ivan Ingram. He had a good game against Detroit. 
Uh, really nothing else to do, just put him back on the wire. This guy has absolutely balled out. And you know, you can see the talent and why he was drafted so high. Like, you could see the talent that he has. Uh, and it's good to see him succeeding in, in Jacksonville where he couldn't, where he really couldn't re- succeed like that in New York. So shout out to Evan Ingram. He's definitely in, a, in the stock up here. But as you know, this is the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. We like to end this on the down notes. So the stock down segment finishes us off. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. And the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. Speaking of um, speaking of crunch time, Michael was on crunch time this week. And one of the first things he said on crunch time was that the problem with the Lions' backfield is that you just don't know how they're going to be used. It's it, it's completely game script dependent. It's completely uh, it's it's game by game. There's no like there's no set amount of yards that you can depend on and anything. And one of the guys that's been getting that is DeAndre Swift. You thought this was a, a, a arrow pointing up for De, DeAndre Swift, especially after his game against Jacksonville. And then it's just been up and down since then. And it's been more down than up. And this is one of them where it was just killer. And if you somehow made it, he does have a really good matchup against Chicago next week. So you're probably still playing DeAndre Swift next week anyway. But, man, you're not playing him with much confidence because he's one of those guys that can just like ruin your team at this point. Yeah. Michael's There's, on, no, Michael's way. There's on, no way. Michael, I saw that. You got caught on mute there for a second. There's no way I would trust him in my championship round lineup unless I'm absolutely desperate at this point. It's it's absurd. And people are still acting like it's like a surprise. Yeah. Which is the way it is at this point. What are you going to do? Uh, let's go to your first one, Mike. Yeah, my first uh, stock down here, Tim, is a, a running back who, whether this is because of performance or injury i'm i'm pretty sure it's because of injury but he's been playing less and that's uh aaron jones in the if you had him in the semifinals you did not get much help only six rush attempts 25 yards two targets two catches and nine yards for a whopping 4.4 half ppr fantasy points and this is a guy who um he did get hurt a couple weeks ago he left for a little bit but he returned and they weren't making a big fuss about the injury and then he played limited against miami in a must-win game for the Packers. I mean, they did end up winning it, and A.J. Dillon played well as well. But going into next week, you don't really know what it's going to look like for Aaron Jones. So it's it's a, it's a little concerning, and little. I, I haven't been... A yeah, little. Yeah, I, yeah, it's definitely concerning. That's why I have him in my stock down here heading into championship matchup because it's going to be hard to trust him as anything more than like a, a wild-card-type RB2. Man. these You know, sometimes fantasy so hard... Because, like these, you, got, you you sometimes forget that these teams aren't these like robotic things. Like offenses evolve, teams evolve. There are different situations. Teams use players in different ways, and we tend to put players in these categories in these sections. And like, it's it's things like this where it's just like you forget sometimes or not forget sometimes but you, it, the reason why it is hard the reason why things like i got to buy and then i i scored 107 points and lost is because teams 
play certain teams different ways and they have different strategies every week and sometimes you just can never read the mind of these head coaches um and one guy who has completely fallen off the the cliff he's the opposite of the Robert Ory he's uh, a guy that's been killing you is Devontae Adams Devontae Adams between week nine and week four uh, 13 was going on an absolute tear put up over 30 half PPR points twice over the almost over 33 times, excuse me, put a, and put up 23 in the other one. But the last two, I mean, the last three games, 8.6, 4.8, and 2.5 fantasy points. And that last one was a great matchup against Pittsburgh. Now he gets San Francisco to end out the year, and it just seems as though they cannot get him the ball. Um, he's still Devontae Adams, so you're still playing him, but he has absolutely killed you in the fantasy playoffs so far, and he has not shown up. So, Devontae Adams, definitely someone who, oof, that's tough. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he goes crazy next week in a game where they're probably going to have to pass a lot just to say, um, like, yeah, I'm still around, even though his managers, a lot of them probably struggled to even make it to the championship round over right. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, especially because he's definitely one of your best players. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael, who's your second guy? Uh, my final stock down here um, to close it out is a wide receiver who I said on the podcast is someone who's more of just like a blay wide receiver three at this point and pretty touchdown reliant and not someone I'm really liking much this week. And then he went one catch for six yards, just a brutal game on five targets. And that's Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. He's he's not the same old Adam Thielen anymore. He had a couple of good games mixed in over the last handful due to touchdowns and blowout type games he gets green bay next week green bay's defense has been elite against the pass for the most part and we know waddle and hill had big first halves against them last week and then they just locked them down entirely and they've been they have the second best passing defense in the league in terms of yardage allowed and it's just been getting better as the year has gone on and jair alexander has gotten better i don't know if you have if you haven't seen the jair alexander interview um post game about his interception watch that it's fantastic but, uh, yeah, he gets Green Bay next week. And Adam Thielen, although he's had good games against Green Bay in the past, this is not a uh, a matchup I'm looking to trust championship round if I have Adam Thielen on my roster. So that's how I'm ending it off, kid. Well, then uh, another guy who is kind of in the same Adam Thielen boat as someone who – actually, this guy has nothing to do with Adam Thielen whatsoever. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is my guy. Uh, here for the last stock down, 13 rushes for only 30 yards, two catches, fumble lost. He's had some tough times the last few weeks. Uh, he's lost a couple of key fumbles. Last uh, week was shocking, though. Let's be real. Like, I don't think anybody expected one of the most reliable running backs in the league this year to have this type of a dud performance. I think he lost a big fumble two games ago. And then he lost another fumble here. Maybe his confidence is I mean, this one, this lost fumble was huge against Cincy. What do you mean? They were down five. That's what I mean. Two minutes left inside the five-yard line. That's crazy. That's what I mean. There's, there's really two big fumbles in a row for him. So it's it's like uh, maybe, he's, maybe his confidence is shot a little bit here. And that makes me nervous. That makes me nervous for, for next week. Uh, they they get Miami, which is a good matchup. So, like, you're not... You're not too scared, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I hope this guy didn't lose his confidence because he completely shit the bed. Uh, like I said, 30 rushing yards and uh, his two catches are offset by his fumble loss. So really, it's just 30 yards. That's his entire fantasy performance. 
Yeah, not good. Not good at all. Michael, uh, that's it. We're done, right? Yeah, one more review pod for the 2022 season next week. The championship round review pod, Tim. We made it. Look at us. Ah, oh, man. It's championship week. Michael, good luck in your championships. Uh, good luck. I'm going to say good luck to myself in my championships. That's right. Yeah, good luck to you. Thanks, Mike. Good luck to myself. Um, good luck to you guys. I will be. I get to watch the second half now, needing uh, yeah. roughly 12 points from Zach Moss and Cameron Dicker. We also have a bonus once we reach 100 yards in our league, which I hate, but nonetheless, if Zach Moss is able to get to 100, that would be seven points right there. He's at like 37 right now. That just means Cameron Dicker needs to knock in a 40-yarder, a couple extra points, and I'm there. So that's what I'm hoping for. All right, well, there you go. Michael wants 100 yards out of Zach Moss for Christmas. Will he get it? Uh, He went 7 for 37. They should have just given him more carries. Michael, shut up. (laughs) Where could they find him? At BrotoFF Mike. At BrotoFF Tim, at BrotoFF Jason, at BrotoFF Casanova, at PsychWardFF, at BrotoFantasy, and at FF by Broto. Woo! It took me 16 weeks, but I nailed that. Uh, The Fantasy Football by Broto app. Uh, Michael, let me ask you a question. Last night we had dinner together for uh, Christmas. Happy birthday, happy birthday, kid! Thanks, thanks. Last my birthday, uh, thirty-four years young. Uh, question: What was your favorite thing that we ate? Uh, hmm. Yo, by the way, Jason made a banging drink. I got I got slammed last night. It was vodka with like tropical punch and lemonade. Oh my god, so good. And a little bit of seltzer just to give it some, oh, that carbonation feel, s- you know? A little bit of that. A little bit of ha, ha. Little bit of I'd, I'd have to say my favorite was that uh, garlic bread sandwich that you talked me into creating, too. Oh, that's right. Michael, why don't you tell the people the story behind the garlic bread sandwich? Yeah, so the thing is, <laughs> probably not a, probably not very popular, but my mom loves Thanksgiving uh, dinner, so we do that basically during Christmas as well. Like I think that's a thing. That's a thing, Michael. Yeah, that's a thing. People make huh. turkey and, and ham during Christmas. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, I know ham, but I don't know about turkey. But either way, that's what we did. And my dad also made garlic bread. My dad's a great chef. Um, I mean, he's he's not a chef. He's just like a you know he cooked for us. He's just very good at cooking, as a uh, you know as a dad. But um, yeah, Tim put garlic bread, cranberry sauce, turkey, and turkey skin. All I saw was a piece of, all I saw was cranberry sauce spread out on top of garlic bread. And I was like, Tim, you're mad weird. That's a weird ass thing to do. And he's like, bro, I'm making a sandwich. And I was like, yo, you're a genius. <laughs> and I followed in his footsteps directly after making fun of him. And he was a genius. And, and you forgot, man, there was, there was also stuffing in there. And then you had the gravy. And stuffing, a little bit of gravy. We had the gravy. You had the graves. The ajou. It was great. It was great. Michael, garlic, garlic bread. Do you roast the garlic first? Or do you just That's go so straight raw garlic? Oh, you got to roast the garlic. 